0: Beautiful soul, welcome to this first episode of Universe The Game and in this episode we're going to dive super deep into the first book of Dr. Michael Newton's work which is called Journey of Souls and in this book he has went through thousands and thousands and thousands of different souls and regressed them into the spirit world in which they had otherworldly experiences and they are repeatable and provable. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode, which we dove super, super deep into many different topics, and here we go. Perfect. Okay, so we are live here in Colorado again, and I'm starting with Dr. Michael Newton because I really believe he has the most profound, all-encompassing way of describing the spirit world to where we we have, I really believe this is true proof that we are all connected to this world that exists beyond what the eyes and the body can perceive and so let's dive into it Universe, the game incarnation okay so this is going to be just i want you to know that this is going to be definitely a multiple parter in the incarnation one and we're going to be doing the law of one and i know a lot of you love the law of one and i see you beatrice janet justin how are we doing hopefully good. We are all here together. Beautiful. And if you're watching this on the replay, welcome as well. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about law of one eventually, but I wanted to start with Dr. Michael Newton for one basic reason. And that was because it's actually really easy to understand (laughs) because it's almost like the law of one loses people because it's so complex. And that's why I break it down a lot, but I wanted to give you something that everyone could wrap their head around and then once we understand incarnation i feel like that's one of the biggest eye openers for anyone and it's really windy out here so hopefully hopefully the mic's doing good uh but incarnation is the thing that if you understand that you you're what you really are right and we're going to dive into what you really are but to start if you really understand this and if you can grasp this concept it will absolutely profoundly change your existence i mean i saw people comment on my TikTok this morning and say that dr michael newton has changed their life and they know right (laughs) and it's just about getting this out there and so this is not me right this is not my material i mean i'm gonna throw my my take on it but this is all dr michael newton so let's get into it so number one incarnation so this specific talk is gonna be based on mostly Dr. Michael Newton, and we're gonna be diving deep into his concepts, and then next week we're gonna be relaying that in Dolores Cannon's work. So first you're gonna see Dr. Michael Newton, and then you're gonna see Dolores Cannon, you're gonna see, wow, these people have, these two souls have never collab- collabed on anything, and that yet everything that they say says the exact pretty much same thing. I mean, there's a little bit of discrepancies but nothing nothing worth noting, okay? And so it's going to be Dolores Cannon next week, then Law of One as well after that. So those are the three that we're gonna encompass with reincarnation. We're gonna start with that, all right? So the research of Dr. Michael Newton and Dolores Cannon are to me the most extensive proof of reincarnation to date. And this is perfect for starting because I know there's gonna be people out there that are like, how can you prove reincarnation if you haven't experienced it? Because on one hand, what is proof, right? To me, I, I really believe that there is an essence of subjective experience that defines truth and defines proof, but that's always not, subjective experience is not provable. So what we can do with subjective experience is see if it's repeatable. And that's exactly what Dr. Michael Newton and Dolores Cannon have done. They've taken thousands, 7,000 clients over 35 years of practice. And I couldn't find an exact number on Dolores Cannon but it's the thousand it's in the thousands by 1980s so i'm assuming it's much more than that so and that's directly from their websites that's not just a quote from anywhere so and the so what i'm trying to get at is that what happens in this is that subjective experience is repeatable and it it doesn't it, there's not a discrepancy between those subjective experiences that there's somebody who's going under hypnosis is not saying something different from somebody else who's going under hypnosis. So there's there's people that have never met and yet the work wasn't even published at the beginning for Journey of Souls or Dol- or Dolores Cannon's work, and yet they're saying the same things. So we can start under under this scientific method we can start to see and science is not everything, but it at least has a good method and that all of their works pass that scientific method. Okay, and that scientific method method is basically if you learn this basically in high school or something, but if you didn't, it's just where you ask a question, you research, you get a hypothesis, right? <laughs> Words, tough, experiment, And then you analyze it and then basically if you have the experiment and the experiment in this case is the hypnosis sessions right so it passes it because the hypothesis is always proven by the person who comes in and does the session and they're saying the same things as the other six thousand people that have done it so if we want something that is as close to proof as we can get well then what are we looking at here we're looking at something that is provable by many, many people, and they're all saying the same thing. And that's, I think, the best we can do right now, because our bodies aren't meant, and we don't have the technology to, to start to get into the spirit world or start to observe, rather, the spirit world. Okay, and so a quick kind of preliminary to the way that I describe reality, you'll kind of see this evolve, but at the beginning of universe, the game, it's very important to understand that, and this is something that go, we'll go into probably more in part two, of Journey of Souls, but this is one of the most profound things that affected me in a profound sense of freedom when you realize this. And it's that you are not the body, we've heard that a lot, but rather the body has its own ego, right? There's a physical body in the mind, all right? These are the things that you are interpreting reality through, this is what I call the controller. Just like if you're playing Xbox, if you're playing anything, you're using a controller, right? And some games use your mind as a controller, but we're not really there yet but that's the next evolution, right? And so there's the physical body and the mind, which are separate, completely separate from you, okay? Just like the controller's separate from you when you're playing a game or you're using a mouse and keyboard, all right? And then there's the etheric mind and the body, and this is the player, all right? And we see, if we get into the Corpus Christi, the seven sacred bodies, as described in Gene Keys and many other, that there are are many bodies, but right now what we're focusing on is the soul and there's going to be some people that really try and twist spiritual truths and they say we're not a soul we're just we're just this thing we're everything we're everything at once but what i'm saying here is that there are there are many bodies that exist within you and you essentially use the bodies as a controller so there's the physical astral mental then the causal And then that soul body is what I'm talking about. And we'll get more into bodies in a different one because that's a whole nother thing. And I wanna get through these slides. So just know that we're talking about the causal, the soul body, causal, however you wanna say it, and and the physical body and the two kind of going together. The physical body can be split more into the astral and mental, and we can go into that. But for simplicity's sake, let's just stay with that, okay? So the controller gathers data and translates it into an opinion and the soul has ultimate control and makes final decisions. This is important because when you realize that your physical body is just taking in things, it's just it's just getting information, and then it's taking that information and it's giving you an opinion, but but that opinion is not fact, and that opinion is just what the body thinks because the body is interpreting kind of in its own way. And it's actually said in the very end of Destiny of Souls, spoiler alert, that the body talks to you when you enter the soul that you're actually are having a conversation in a sense. And it's very, very intriguing, but we need to get a lot deeper before we get there because some people are gonna be like, what? So I need to give you the background information, okay? So found me on TikTok, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Good, good, I'm glad you're here. All right, so I do not have the truth and I only have my current subjective truth, right? So this is something that I always like to start off saying is that this is not the ultimate truth This is a endeavor to describe the undescribable. So of course, on one level, only thing that exists is I am. And that's the, that's the core of all spiritual messages, right? But what we're doing here is we are describing what happens in this third density illusion as the law of one would say, and that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen because what decides what is real, right? Can you feel things? Does that mean it's real? Or is it not real because you're technically, everything is one with the one infinite creator? And that's the question that a lot of spiritual seekers kind of go towards. So that's something to contemplate, but let's get into it. So this is what I'm gonna share based on my own research, my own intuitions and meditations and seeking. I've done many hikes, many walks, and I really contemplated what I wanted to do first. And it always came up to me that Dr. Michael Newton's work is just, it just felt so good to me. So improving, speaking on reincarnation and incarnation, Dr. Michael Newton's work is where we will start and then we'll move on to Law of One, the Lord's Canon, as I said. Okay. And so how this is ordered, we're talking about hypnosis and leaving the body. And then so basically, we're going to talk about what hypnosis is on a very kind of simplistic level, because I know there's a lot of people on especially that follow me on TikTok that are new in their spiritual awakening. So I want to give you the research and kind of how it works on oh, just kind of a general overlay. So you're not like hypnosis. What is this? Right. Because certain aspects of certain teachings are just wild. So we're just going to get into that real quick and we're going to go into the spirit world, the reflection of your past life, meeting your guides, your soul group, the different soul levels, and then life selection for the next life if you're still incarnating, which most likely you are still incarnating. But it's going to be less and less. But this could be your last one if you take really good opportunity. If you take this, not seriously, but if you take this with an open mind and you allow yourself to evolve, because evolving is more of like a natural process and you don't have to force it. Because if you let go enough and you let emotions run through, you're evolving. So it's not always getting, it's actually receiving because the divinity, because divinity is basically giving you guidance at every moment. And we'll see that through Dr. Michael Newton's work and Dolores Cannon's work on the next one. So that's kind of where we'll go. So basically, we're going to go from when you leave the body into the spirit world, what happens in the spirit world, and then coming back. Okay. So this is Dr. Michael Newton. And he's the author of journey of souls and destiny of souls. As you can see both books, he is no longer with us though, on this planetary experience. And he died in 2016 his body rather because he cannot die. I mean, this is sometimes I still got to catch myself because society kind of conditions you to think a certain way, but his body left, right? So he was a map master hypnotherapist and he accidentally stumbled into this and he was an atheist, by the way, when he started this and he just stumbled into a discovery that through the third eye, through the pineal gland, that it becomes basically a torsion field and that in that super conscious state, it creates a portal for your super conscious to enter into, you basically enter, your brain enters that state and your super conscious speaks through your brain. And that's what happens when you channel, but it's different levels, right? It's not always super conscious. Sometimes it's ego, depending on the channeler. So that is possible that it is possible to see and access the spirit world all right and so this is kind of a overlay of the human brain waves and kind of so basically you go down you go from human (laughs) you're human obviously but you go gamma beta alpha theta delta all right and so basically super conscious happens in the theta all right and so definitely not getting there unless you meditate. And this is why meditation allows you to slow your brainwave states down, reprogram your subconscious, even get into superconscious, but that's a different story as well. So, so I'm going to go to and I'm going to basically go through the first book in a good portion. And that's where I wanted to start. And what I really encourage you to do is not just listen to me, but really open open your imagination, in a sense, because if you are open enough, and if you really kind of allow this information to sink in, you may actually remember your soul experiences, you could get yourself into that state while watching this video, it's entirely possible. Okay, so And you could have soul visions, you could have your third eye kind of start activating as you're listening, you could have soul remembrance as you're listening, and then you could start to envision what the spirit world is actually like through your own soul's remembrance, because you've been there whether or not you remember, because the veil kind of comes over us. And when the veil comes over us, we can't remember, because that's a point through free will, as the law of one says. So I feel like this is the last iteration if I put in the effort, could be. You love Dolores Cannon, good. We'll get into Dolores Cannon probably very, very, very soon. After after we finish with Michael Newton, you're gonna see the similarities and it's gonna blow your mind again. So so this book is an intimate journal about the spirit world. And as we get into the slide, you're gonna see anything that has quotations is a direct quote from the book. It's not my opinion, it's a direct quote. So it provides a series of actual case histories which reveal in explicit detail what happens to us when life on earth is over. Okay. So you will be taken beyond the spiritual tunnel and enter the spirit world itself to learn what transpires for souls before they finally return to earth in another life. So that was his kind of beginning of his book. That's what he's talking about, what the book's about. So in his early days, he resisted past life requests due to being a skeptic. And this is very important to me. That's why I put it in here. It might seem monotonous, but somebody who, uh, like a lot of people are skeptics of reincarnation, he was just like you, if you are, and being oriented towards traditional therapy, and he specialized in behavior modification, modification, spelling, yikes, for treatment of physiological disorders. But he changed his opinion when he regressed a man who had a lifetime of chronic pain on his right side and regressed into World War I and being offed by a bayonet and worked through the trauma to eliminate the pain altogether. So there's different levels of the superconscious state and before superconscious is past life. And you'll see in a diagram I have here in a second that um, there's just different levels and so past life past life regression is what takes you into super conscious because you go through the death you go through the through the bodily death in order to get to the super conscious every time so that's kind of how it works so first ever trip to the spirit world through his practice and then we'll cover an overview of all the information so i'm going to hit pretty much everything lightly and that way it's not too long right and then you're getting everything because I could go into a lot more detail and the book does. So definitely pick up the book if you want more detail on any of this. And it's Journey of Souls again. Or Destiny of Souls. But you start with Journey. <laughs> a middle-aged woman who was highly receptive to hypnosis talked of her feelings of loneliness and isolation. And this has definitely happened to most of us, you know, while we're incarnated, a lot of the times we feel lonely. And that may be due to we have not met in car- in the incarnation, our spirit group. And so she slipped into the highest state of altered consciousness almost by herself. And I suggested she go to the source of her loss of companionship. Again, that's his words. So she went to the source of her loss of companionship and she began to cry. She said, I miss some friends in my group and that's why I get so lonely on earth. So we're talking soul group here. And <laughs> this has definitely happened for me. I don't know about if this has happened to you. So. I was confused. And I questioned her further about whether this group of friends was located, about where this group of friends was located here in my permanent home, she said. And I'm looking at them all around right now. So she in the super conscious state, you are actually you are your soul, like you, you are completely as your soul. And that that includes your physical incarnation, but you are in the spirit world experiencing What so just understand that. Like, that's, that is pretty wild, you know, so I recognize that finding the spirit world involved an extension of past life regression. Like I was just saying, how is it possible to reach the soul through hypnosis, visualize the mind as having three concentric circles, each smaller than the last and within each other, separated only by a layer of connected mind consciousness, And I'm going to show you. All right, so I drew this, well, I made this, I didn't draw it, but I made it online this is kind of the diagram of what he's just talking about. If that just didn't make any sense to you, because sometimes for me, I'm much, much more of a kind of I like to see it. So that's why I'm giving you diagrams here. So just join from TikTok. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, everyone. let just joining. I am assuming there's gonna be people that keep joining. So if you're joining, you might want to watch the beginning. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say when you join. But um, so the conscious mind is basically where we're always at, and then the subconscious and the superconscious. The superconscious is below, it's kind of the beneath, kind of like some say that they, that God is beneath, essentially that's what they're getting at, but the soul is just a level of God, Godhood, because there had, to be, there had to be, God had to split himself up, and there's no he, God split it, self up, so that it could experience, and of course we're all one with that, but we are still experiencing, and it is a real experience as a soul, okay? And that's from the superconscious state. So the conscious mind is the critical analytic reasoning source. And the subconscious is, as we know from a lot of, if you've been in the biohacking or just kind of rewiring your subconscious, Dr. Joe Dispenza is very good at this. And it is the initial layer of hypnosis. This is a storage area for all memories, this life and former lives. And it's like that for a reason because it would be very hard to function daily if you're just kind of, if you're just all over the place, right? And you're just like, you're in one life you're in this life. And so it's designed like that for a reason. So the superconscious is the soul, the highest center of self, the expression of a higher power or your higher self completely. And we'll get into that your soul splits when you come into this this incarnation, right? Man, I've been saying incarnation a lot already. So (laughs) wouldn't be surprised if I stumble on that word a bunch. So how valid is the use of hypnosis for, uncovering the truth people in hypnosis are neither dreaming nor hallucinating because this is what some people think oh you're just in a dream no dreaming is actually the layer below the layer that you're at when you're in this and so delta is the sleep state you're above delta okay you're in theta and so beta alpha and you're in theta so i just want to off the bat say that's not it that's not it chief as in you're not just sleeping so in theta however the conscious mind is not unconscious, so we are able to receive as well as send signals with the memory channels open. So if a subject were somehow able to overcome hypnosis procedure and construct a deliberate fantasy about the spirit world, if they're just making stuff up is basically, or free associate from preset ideas about the afterlife, these responses would be inconsistent with other cases. And this is this is so important to say at the beginning, because it there's nothing that has been like different in each soul they're all the same that's what it's saying is that all the soul they're not always the same in what they say but but nothing kind of goes against what the other one is saying they're all the same and that's what he's came across and so he learned the value of careful cross-examination and there's i have found no evidence of anyone faking spiritual experiences to me which is brilliant so souls leave their body upon being uninhabitable anymore And imagine just as you set your controller down while playing a video game, so is the same here. As I said at the beginning, you're just setting the controller down, and there's nothing to fear, and it's actually a liberation when you set the controller down, because you you can do so much more, right? So most think that you are losing something in death, but rather you are gaining the infinite energy of your oversoul or higher self. Most souls want to go directly back to the spirit world. But some remain in a state of shock or anger that they have died and refuse to leave for a little while and that's what ghosts are so if you ever are wondering what what ghosts are literally that's just what goes ghosts, ghosts are basically people souls that have died in a traumatic way and this is pretty obvious this is how people who don't even know reincarnation describe ghosts that ghosts are just people that are, are sticking around but they think they're stuck in this uh bardo state but which is not necessarily true they're willingly there and we find that in destiny of souls there's actually and that's the second book there's there's this specialization because each soul has a specialization and you'll see that throughout life your specialization will start to come out because more than likely if you're here then you have a specialization whether you found it or not i'm not sure but so there's a retriever of lost souls that actually are in the astral plane kind of picking up the souls that are, that are really upset or that are traumatically affected. And also on a side note, there are souls that have been here for, you know, hundreds of years haunting people, but in the, in the astral plane, time is different. So it's not going to be a thousand years. It might be a week for a soul who's in the disincarnated state as a ghost, but it might be 200 on earth which is, it's just completely, completely wild. So some souls stick around for their funeral and to console and send loving energy to their family members. We'll see a lot of souls do that. They try to, there's different energy techniques that you can use as a soul to get in there and um, to kind of just give them a warm, comforting energy. So if somebody has moved on from their body and you feel their presence, a lot of the times I feel that for one of my grandmas, I want to hear a specific song, it actually, you might actually be connecting with them. It's not just this imaginary thing. You might actually be connecting with their essence. So after leaving the body, they are so filled in with rediscovered freedom from their earthbound bodies that they are anxious to get started on their spiritual journey to put to a place of peace and familiarity, which of course we all want to be in, but this is, this is the game. So it's not happening right here. I mean, peace is intrinsic in the game, but outside the game, it's it's outside as well as intrinsic. If you wish. Right. And that's always up to your perception. So the tunnel effect they experience when leaving the Earth is the portal into the spirit world. You see so many. I've seen so many fear based. I just want to put this out there that the people that that try to tell you don't go to the light. Nah, chief, nah, chief. That's not it. <laughs> The light is exact is the thing, right? Because that doesn't that just line up with what I just said? If people are saying don't go to the lights because they had something traumatic happen to them, or they're they're just refusing to go back, but the light is where the ho- your home is, where you have that peace. So don't let anybody fool you with any fear mongering and say that don't go towards the light, or that it's some you're stuck in reincarnation forever. Uh, it's not the case. And it's very obvious through actual evidence as I'm showing you so some see it opening up next to them right over their bodies while others say they move high above the earth before they enter the tunnel most common reaction is oh wonderful i'm home in this beautiful place again M- music is sometimes heard and we've i've actually read other books that have talked about how there's an ohm kind of sound throughout the uh, spirit world that i don't remember which book it was but i definitely have heard that it might be many lives many masters i'm not sure Anyways. Music is sometimes heard called the energy of the universe because it revitalizes the soul. So guides always, almost, almost always greet us immediately. So you're not just kind of floating around like, oh, where do I go? I mean, if you're an advanced soul, they already know the way and guides don't need to show themselves unless you want them to. And so, and there's telepathy. As soon as you leave your body, there's telepathy. So... And there's actually telepathy in real life too, but we just haven't discovered it fully. So we're getting there, we're getting there. So souls either appear as masses of energy or in a human looking energy form. Souls may appear as different colors depending on lessons learned slash wisdom acquired so far, which I'm gonna go in deep detail into that in the coming slides. So this is kind of just an example of different colored souls and where they're at. And so again, I'll, I'll go deep into what each color means. But um, just know that your soul has a color. But I'm not sure if curlian photography really relates. I do think what colors you like are have definitely I've talked to a lot of people and that that has correlated. But if you've done curlian I think that's what it's called aura photography. That's not necessarily the same case. Because your aura photography is gonna be based on your different energy centers being balanced in your current vibration, not your soul's vibration, like your physical body's vibration. Because this game is actually all about the physical body's vibration because your soul might have the wisdom, but you have to get it to express, get it expressed in the body. So essentially that's what you're doing, right? Throughout this whole life experience on a side note, is you're, you're just letting go and letting new ideas and thoughts and energy come in. And then when you do that, your physical body progresses. This is the, what the levels of consciousness is all about. Dr. David Hawkins. It's all about just getting that into a physical form. So soulmates or guides will greet you depending on you know what's happened. So still alive soulmates can greet you because only a certain percent of a soul is in a body. All right, very, very important to understand. And so a percent in a body depends on the difficulty of life and the energy slash power slash wisdom of a soul so if you're going into a hard life you're going to take more and this is directly from his work if you're going into a hard life you're going to take more you're going to take much more into that life of your soul but you're still this is what your higher self is it's, it's a percentage that's still in the soul world so when people say connect to your higher self you're connecting to that percent that's still in the soul world so it's actually really interesting to me because you see, it's all connected, like all these concepts, you know, especially when you get into your spiritual awakening at the beginning, people are like, oh, higher self. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> the higher self is just you. It's nothing special. It's just the rest of you that you kept in there. All right. So the percent in the body, again, depends on the difficulty of your life. Getting hard life, going to take more in. But if you're imagine that as you gain wisdom of these different vibrations or emotions and Kind of uh, gain wisdom of the whole experience. You're gonna have more of a your soul. Your soul is gonna actually grow in energy. Literally, think about it like that. Like so, when you when you're in states of love, your soul, literally, Dr. Hawkins talks about this too. Your soul kind of your soul's essence imbo- is embodied more in your body, and as it is, then your vibration raises, and then this is what helps the planet. But it also this is what helps you learn your lessons. So it is service to others and service to self. But so every, every other self, every other every other is self, which is a paradox, which is hard to understand. But you know, if you follow my law of one series, you kind of understand what I'm talking about. And we'll get into that, I'm sure. And that's why I have the law of one basics video up right here on YouTube, if you want to get more into that. it's already up. So so yes, really curious how you come to these conclusions with so much assuredness. Well, like I just said, I've meditated on it, I've felt into my, I've connected to my own higher self, and then there's actual, there's thousands of people that have went under hypnosis and have said the same exact thing. And that's just, by the way, the thousand, the 7,000 people is just Dr. Michael Newton. He, there's Newton practitioners. You can go get a hypnosis session right now if you don't believe me, and you'll say the same thing. So if you're a skeptic, I dare you to go get a hypnosis session by somebody who is a QHHT practitioner, which is Dolores Cannon, or Dr. Michael Newton um, i'm not sure is it life between lbl i think it is life between lives Brack Deschender. so you can go get it yourself if you don't believe it and you want more proof but to me this this is just so it's so obvious to me it's so obvious to me that this is this is the truth and again truth is subjective but if so many people are saying the same thing how can how can i say that that's not true the only thing i i can do is say okay well i this is pivotal on your spiritual awakening by the way to so just say okay well i'm not sure if i believe it because do i believe it here belief is a touchy subject and it's more like this is the way that i be, that i not believe but this is the way that i'm interpreting reality right now but if i was given more evidence then i would absolutely be willing with an open mind to say okay well then maybe this is the case so i'm not attached to it but i i really see and resonate with what it is and that's all life is really. So, so yeah, that's, that's why I've came to that having read all, most of Dolores Cannon's work and Dr. Michael Newton's and, you know, many lives, many masters. There's so many other books too that I've read, but those are some. So have you seen Disney soul? Oh yeah. I made a truth in plain sight video on that. It's on TikTok. I don't remember what part that is, but it did really well. I've seen it. It's amazing. I'll make more videos on that. I'm actually do a review completely on that, but, um, Yeah, so thoughts on soul polarities. Uh, I hate the term of twin flames, but essentially, that was my trigger to waking up. Okay, you want going to get into twin flames real quick? Let me me drop that. Let me drop that. Let me go full. So twin flames. What are twin flames? Twin flame is just another soul. Well, (laughs) see, yikes. I feel like twin flames, I'm not trying to upset you if you are really attached to it, uh, but maybe this will trigger something in you to be more open. But to me, twin flames is just this concept that there's a specific soul that you incarnated to to be with. And that might be true. Because we're all technically from the same oversoul. Right? So on on one level, it is true. But I don't subscribe currently to the idea that there's only one. Right? Because we'll see as we get into the slides, there's more than one. There's, there's actually many different souls. I think 25 in your primary group, 3 to 25 souls in your primary group. Those are all technically your twin flames. I don't think there's just one. So I wouldn't say twin flames. I think they're soulmates. So my my stance on that is that they're soulmates, but there's not just one twin flame. That's just my that's just my thoughts on that. So And actually this is what he talks about in Journey of Souls too. Funny. So, but yeah, we all, I think I have many. Yes, we all have, we all have soulmates. And so these, yeah, I covered it. So I have heard about the light of spiritual identity being reflected in the human eyes of a soulmate expressed in a variety of clients. Of course, we're on the variety slide or on the soulmate slide. But literally, so when you meet somebody that's part of your soul group, your primary group, you can actually tell by their eyes if you, if you have remembered enough or have if you're open enough right if your physical body keeps you in a paradigm of science or not until this and not until i have physical right you're not going to probably remember you might it's always possible but this is also important to understand that you know you can you can see in their eyes when you meet them a lot of times and he says that that about his own his own wife so the troubled spirit is an immature entity this is about ghosts okay with unfinished business in a past life on earth someone who is in deep meditation might occasionally pick up on annoying signal patterns from a discarnated being so so, so ghosts can actually kind of get into you not get in they can't okay souls can affect you when you you start to meditate you start to lower your brainwave states that's when the ghost can kind of get in there a little bit but again a ghost is just a soul who hasn't went to the spirit world yet so you know, you might pick up on annoying chatter. So if sometimes you're getting things in your mind, this is why it's so important to observe your mind, because it might actually be egregores thought forms in the air. If you're in a city, you might be dealing with that more, but it could actually be a ghost in a specific area. But I don't really like calling it a ghost, because I feel like that's cheesy. It's more of a soul. It's just a soul. These spirits, or spiritists, are usually tied to a particular geographic location. They are between the lo- They are between the lower astrals and the earth in the spirit world, okay, the lower astrals of the earth. So they usually show hostility to their spirit guides and can be reached and handled through various means such as exorcism. So this is exorcism is a thing uh, to get them to stop interfering with humans. Exorcism just really depends on the vibration of the person who is doing the exorcism. If you're doing it from a place of fear, It's never going to work but if you're doing it from a place of high vibration and love which you can still achieve achieve in the church it's just harder because it's indoctrinated so i'm into the scientific aspect not romanticism that is current day quantum mechanics we're going to get into quantum mechanics when i talk about law of one and how it all wraps around so if you feel like you want more of a scientific and you, you don't want to dive deep into his work That's fine. I'm going to be talking about the law of one and law of one is quantum mechanics. (laughs) So I wanted to start with this is the number one of universe the game because everybody can understand it. Not everybody can understand quantum mechanics. So I love quantum mechanics. And I love the quantum realm. And that's essentially what the spirit world is, is the quantum realm and quantum entanglement is essentially saying what what journey of souls is saying, but it's just saying it in a more complex way. In quantum entanglement is just saying we're all connected and entangled. That's what this is saying that we're all connected and entangled. And actually through karma, we are actually entangled more. And that we'll see that that plays out in different and different things. So don't worry if you want more of a deep scientific, uh, you know, physics, deep physics perspective, we'll get into that. Okay. So yes, anyways, so possessing spirits can be persuaded to leave. and But we've done enough on ghosts. So that the five sensory human can be negatively can negatively impact a soul psyche. So the body can impact your soul. So this is one thing that a lot of people say, Oh, your soul, your soul can't be harmed. I don't know, chief, I don't know, chief, from this from this we, from this research, and from what I've come across in a lot of my findings, your soul can actually be damaged by human experience. And we see that there's actually stations, healing stations in the spirit world, in which you uh, which you heal from. So people not in harmony with their bodies feel detached from themselves in life. Although there is no hidden self sinister self within our human form, some souls are not fully assimilated. So if you feel detached from life, you're probably not fully in your body. And that's more of like the the three higher I've been there, the three higher energy centers, the crown chakra, you know, your pineal, your third eye and your throat. If you're up here more, and you're trying to escape reality, then you're gonna feel detached and I've been there. So if you're into more of the blues and the purples, then Chris, then you're probably, you're probably more in the, you're starting to get more in the advanced, okay? That's what we see and we'll get in, We ha- I have charts that I'll get into. So souls must overcome many difficult body assignments during their task-oriented lives. Life's not easy a lot of times. So however, all souls are held accountable for their conduct in the bodies they occupy. And this is why I don't respond to trolls. And how they respond is their karma. How I respond is mine. This is, oh, this is so great. So people are always held accountable, souls rather, are always held accountable for what happens. So I don't have to try and prove myself to somebody that reincarnation is real, that I believe this, so you should too, this is not what this is about. This is about, I'm literally just giving you the knowledge so that you can discern for yourself what you believe and rather what you currently are going to go with with your current perspective on how reality works, really. And that's always fluid. And that's one of the best things to do is be fluid with it. So when people try and say, oh, no, it's not, there's not enough, uh," right? Because there's people that do that literally on every platform. It's not my responsibility to, to actually convince them. I'm just giving them the information. That's all you can do. You can never change anybody. All you can do is just give them a perspective. And if they wish to choose it or be open to it, it's up to them. So I'm not trying to convince you with this at all. Really, I'm not. And so how I respond is always my karma. And that's a key to life. If you can just take that, you're good. So hell, man, I've had so many people on TikTok ask me, what are your opinions on God? What are your opinions on hell? So I'm gonna get into hell now. I'll get into God in the Law of One series more, which will be coming here the next week or two. So and I, I'm doing Law of One on TikTok already. So all my casework with the spirits of my subjects has convinced me there is no res- resonance of a terrible suffering for souls except on earth. That <laughs> in the spirit world, there is isn't, there is no punishment, right? There is no judgment. There is just reflection and growth. And that that's how they keep you in a cycle of fear is if you believe you're going to be punished. Well the only way you can be punished is if you're actually incarnating, and then something happens, like you did to somebody else. Okay, but that actually is going to happen in your life, unless you did something really terrible. And then like, I'm talking real terrible. And then you die or your body dies. Like you're not gonna, you can still work out any bit of karma. If you're alive, you can work out your karma right now. Like you don't have to wait till the next life. So don't don't think about it like that. And that you, if you wish to stop or be done reincarnating, I mean, I've talked about this. It's green. It's green ray. It's heart. Opening your heart, right? You open your heart. You forgive. You forgive yourself. You forgive others, and um, you accept what has happened, and you decide to act in a selfless way. And if you do that, you're not reincarnating anymore. More more than likely. I mean, I'm not your guide. I might not be your direct guide, right? That's watching over you at all times, but Maybe this is a message for you that this reality can be difficult, but it's not difficult at the same time. And I'm saying that with so much love because, man, I've suffered so much in my life. But being on the other side, what I've realized is that life can really whack you in the head, but it's only whacking you in the head to give you, to get you to serve the light, right? Because that's all the darkness is, all the things that happen to you that are bad, is to get you to serve the light um, out of your own free will because it can't force you in that it really reincarnation is just how many times are you going to go around the wheel how many lives are you going to keep going until you decide to serve others and decide to just be loving really because when you're loving you're serving others right but people get confused on the service to self-service to others like how can i serve others when i when i feel not good and i'm i'm trying to relay this a lot but i keep getting questions about this and i understand because it's very difficult but um again, we're going to go really, really deep into that concept. But just know that if you need to serve yourself to get into a better vibration, that's actually serving others. So you don't have to worry about if you're trying to better yourself, you're still serving others. So don't think about it as service to self. That's not what it means. It means service to the ego self, you know, getting the getting this getting that just so you can prove yourself, things like that. So so if you feel attracted to all the colors, then who knows, then I'm not sure (laughs) that's up to you, my friend, because there's going to be, I mean, if you like all the colors, then, you know, there's, there's no correlation. There's what I'm trying to say. So, yes, a soul's influence, a soul's whose influence was too weak to turn aside a human impulse to harm others will go into seclusion upon re-entering the spirit world, but it's their own seclusion. They want to be alone. Like you want to be alone more than likely. And so, it's a self-isolation. It's not like you are doing it on purpose. You're gonna get that healing and you're gonna go on your own and you're gonna reflect. Because you you see through it. Like imagine if you did things that that were terrible to others and then you start to see through it, then you're like, oh, okay. Now that I see the truth, I'm just gonna go I'm gonna go be alone for a little bit. Which is what happens. So souls do undergo separation. If they if they've done like 95% plus in service to self, so perpetrators of harm to others will do penance by setting themselves up as future victims in a karmic cycle of justice, and this might happen actually during your life. If you have done something like you've been a certain way to somebody, somebody's going to be that way to you, and then you just kind of have to learn and evolve from that. And if you don't, then it's just going to keep happening. On a very simplistic level, I mean, it's it gets deeper than that, but yeah. So the Bhagavad Gita, for all of my Hinduism, soul famine here. So this is what the Bhagavad Gita has to say about karma. Souls of evil influence must redeem their virtue. So essentially the same thing. And there's so many different uh, teachings that, that are going for the same, the same concept. That karma by itself does not denote good or bad deeds. Rather, it is a result of one's positive and negative actions in life. That's from Journey of Souls. So there's just consequences. There is no good or bad in life. There's just, if you, if you do something, right, if you're doing something to somebody, then the consequence of that is that that's probably gonna happen to you. It's not bad, it's not good, it's just, hap- it's just gonna happen. You know, it's kind of like a boomerang. Everything in life is a boomerang, so. The key to growth is understanding we are given the ability to make mid-course corrections in our life and having the courage to make necessary changes when what we are doing is not working. So that's what I'm talking about right now, that you have the opportunity. And this is directly from the book. This is saying the same thing I'm saying here, that if you get to the level of courage, which in the levels of consciousness, and I have occurred, I have a course on this, that once you get to courage, you, that that is the vibration of where you can actually take responsibility. And you can actually start to balance and alleviate your karma and start to, you know, cut it down. Because now you have now you're actually willing to look at yourself and say, Okay, well, these things might be a reflection of what I've been in the past, or it could be a past life, right? We don't know. And that's why it's not super important to always spend a bunch of time analyzing right now, but rather just deciding that you're not going to be that way anymore. But you can still analyze but the, the main, the main point, the main quest is to decide that I'm not going to be this way anymore. Angry, sad, depressed, because it's not helping me. It's not helping others. And uh, the permanent identity of a soul stamps the human mind with a distinctive character, which is individual to that soul. However, I find there is a strange dual nature between soul mind and human brain. So orientation. After those souls entities who meet us during our homecoming have dispersed. So you have, you know, your soul fam, basically, that comes and greets you back into the spirit world. Then you get taken to a space of healing and i think of the healing station as a field hospital for damaged souls coming off earth's battlefields so your soul like i said might have things your soul can be damaged according to dr michael newton and so when you return to the spirit world you get that healing so strange that all souls come from non-judgmental and then we are all collectively judge each other in this experience. Curious how this even evolved because it's an individual. I mean, not everybody judges. That's the thing you got to realize. And that's like people around you might judge but but not everybody does. There's plenty of people that don't. And um, collectively, the reason that that happens is because the planet is in a certain vibration, right? There's there's people that, the planet is collectively at the emotion of courage. And so there's people that are at pride that are judging because they think they know best. And so courage, the people that are at courage are kind of energetically lifting up the people that are at pride like this. So then they start to come up. So that's why people are judging. You know, that's, that's how that happens because guilt and judgment is one of the lower levels. So as you progress, man, I need to have a levels of consciousness slide in here so I can just reference that because you might not even have any idea what I'm talking about, but we're gonna do plenty of videos. Just keep watching all my content. I'm sure you've seen some, you'll see the levels of consciousness. I I have it right here on YouTube. There's videos how how your spiritual evolution dot dot dot. I think that's what it started with spiritual evolution. That videos on YouTube, if you're wondering more about levels of consciousness after we finish this. So initial orientation sessions with their guides prepares them to go before a panel of superior beings, otherwise known as the council of masters or elders there has been different names all for the same thing. There's a council that kind of oversees everything you have your guide, then you have your council. Council. The feedback and past life analysis received in terms of judgment, man, I was rushing through these slides, I'm sorry, is based up on the original intent of our choices as much as the actions of our lifetime. So the judgment, so to speak, that what I'm saying is the judgment that happens, that was a quote from the book, but the judgment that happens in the spirit world is just so that you are able to self reflect. It's not really judgment, it's just they're telling you what happened and they're asking you that you see that if you if you actually read deep into the case studies of the his two books that's what the book is by the way it's not just like an overview the book actually goes into cases and actually what happens in the cases in a lot of cases they receive feedback some of them are harsh some of them are loving and they're not judgmental harsh they're just like kind of questioning you about why you chose this but it's not judging it's for your own benefit because then you have the opportunity to grow once you see that you had other choices and we'll see that in the once we get into the sphere of destiny which is like this actual control panel that you go into you can actually oh yeah and then there's this book there's also so there's a sphere of destiny which is more for uh life reflection upon upon lives you're about to live but there's books that you use in the spirit world that actually you look at and they're they're like a lot the books are alive and you can actually look at potential timelines if you were to choose something different, and that's one way that they use life reflection to start to look at your life afterwards. So you'll see, well, if I would have been if I would have been this way here, then this life could have happened. And that's one way that we definitely evolve as a soul. So nevertheless, there is an overwhelming forgiveness in the spirit world. This world is ageless. And so too our learning tasks, we will be given other chances in our struggle for growth. So transition. So it is as if the soul is now traveling through the loosely wound arms of a mighty galactic cloud into a more unified celestial field. So imagine, imagine, let me go full. Imagine that you basically go to the spirit world. So I I hope that you're really using your soul's remembrance or, or... super just kind of getting into it and are starting to really dive deep into what it would actually look like because this is the best way that it helps me to actually integrate things so you have the spirit world you go into the spirit world then you meet your guides you have your healing and then you go to the council you do that and you go to this transit station essentially where souls have different parts of the spirit world that they call home right and these are all spread out and so as a soul, it's just like very important, very important that you know that you are taken care of. You are not. It's not just this like thing where there's just people. There's. It's just chaos. It's very orderly, very orderly. And this whole incarnation thing that we're doing right now is very orderly. It's not. It's not a uh, crazy. Right, there was. A, there was a purpose. You're. You're here for a purpose. You're here to learn something, and that is something that will come out as you progress on your journey. You don't have to force it. The universe, the guy, your guides, beings in your life play roles in order to allow you to grow. I've had that in relationships, you know, parents, brothers and sisters. They are a certain way so that you can learn from that. And that a lot of times your parents are not from your primary group, which is very interesting. Your parents most of the times are used for growth. They're not used as like a, they're not your soulmates, so to speak. Your parents are your, the secondary group. And again, we'll get into that. So animals, cats, dogs, birds. Are we at lower, lower levels? One of those animals in other lives, vice versa. Yeah, I've talked about in love of one on TikTok. My love one series that dogs are like dogs, cat, cats. I forgot cats in that video. Cats are <laughs> dogs, cats. They're all second density. They're about to jump into the third density. So we've all been that. We've all been trees or the ground or minerals, rocks, because that's how the soul evolves. It evolves body, mind, spirit, complex, spirit, third level, third density. So they are getting to that point where they are aware of their spirit. And once they have enough love, they dogs, cats, horses, the main, the main animals that receive human connection, they evolve into the third density. Okay. So hopefully that answers your question. All right. So I think I missed this. Okay. I'm told that the most outstanding characteristic, spirit world, is continuous feeling of a powerful mental force directing everything in uncanny harmony. It just sound like the Logos and Law of One? Exactly. It absolutely, absolutely sounds like the Logos because the Logos is essentially an intelligent pattern. From a quantum perspective, it's an intelligent pattern of intelligent energy that that is God as awareness because intelligent infinity is that pattern because infinity itself had to become aware. Again, we'll get into that more in the Law of One series, but it's essentially the same thing that there's an intelligent pattern behind everything. And this is, this is what we know as uh, the environment in which we are experiencing. So when a soul is transported fully back to its home, then it reunites fully with its soul group. Okay, so these are about your different groups. I love this part, one of my favorite parts of the book. So group placement is determined by soul level. The soul represented in these cluster groups are intimate old friends who have about the same awareness level. So your soulmates are about on the same part of the path that you are. I think the wind's blowing my mustache around and my hair is getting in my nose. (laughs) What the heck? What's going on here? Okay. So this is a, a chart that I made and, oh man, I just love this. So these are the different colors. These are the different, so if you had questions about colors, what colors do you like? You know, a lot of the times the colors that you like are pertaining, and if you really like them, of course, you know, we like certain colors, but if you really like, oh man, like I like purple and, and uh, indigo, you'll see that most of my TikToks are, like when I put the, the beginning of it, it's in purple because I, I like purple. And I'm not trying to just say that because of this chart, but that purple and then blue have always been my favorite colors. So um, a lot of the times it does pertain, sometimes it might not at all. So don't take it as 100% fact, but just kind of know that there are beginner souls that are in the white, they are not guides, there's red and off white, then that starts to get into the intermediate, still not guides, yellow, more intermediate, not guides. And when you get into gold, does that pertain to royalty And the is that some soul remembrance in the medieval times that gold starts to be a guide? Is that why people wear gold stuff? I don't know. I mean, I mean more royalty medieval. I don't mean like gold chains and that kind of stuff, but I mean, like crowns are gold and usually kings are guides. I don't know. It just kind of thought to me. Never thought about it that way, but could be a connection. So then the light blue is more advanced in on the senior guide status. And then once you get to the senior guide status, your incarnations are very few and far in between. But right now we're ending a master cycle on this planet, which is the cycle of 25,000 years. And there's 2000 year cycles, 12 that all pretty much add up to that and 12 and some change, of course. But so just kind of know that we're ending this cycle. So there might be there's going to be a lot more incarnated guides than there has been because the darkness is going hard right now. And those guides are needed. So there's a, a good possibility that you might be, you know, a more advanced soul that has came in to guide, you know, a, a junior guide is usually being guided by a senior guide. And the funny part about it is, we'll see those that are in the yellow gold range, the yellow gold and not really light blue, but yellow and gold are are being guided and actually might be being guided by a guide in this life. Ooh, so your friends, your family, a lot of times are your catalysts, but some people might come into your life that might have a lot of wisdom and they could come into your life through, like I'm doing like on YouTube, or they might come into your life in person and you just meet somebody, whether they be online or in person that you just kind of like, oh, wow. Like that. that what, they, what they're saying just feels good. And that might be because of coming from a loving place, or it might be because there might be something more to it. They might be a guide from one of the secondary groups or or primary group that you interact with. Maybe you've seen them in the spirit world. So very, very interesting um, to think about and to kind of understand. So how would one tell what color theirs is? This is something that you're going to get actually through meditation and um, through your own Hypnosis session. I mean, the best way to do it, of course, is to go have a session by a QHHT practitioner or a LBL Life Between Lives, which is, you know, Dr. Michael Newton's thing. They have. There's plenty of practitioners around. You can go there, go get a hypnosis session. That's your best way. Um, but another way would be to meditate. And the interesting part about it is when you meditate. I've I've actually not heard a lot of people describe meditation like this. But I'll do a TikTok about this eventually. But when you meditate, try meditating like this. You know, when you close your eyes that there's like right now, if you like close your eyes right now, just for a second, I'm not gonna do anything crazy. But you see how when you close your eyes, there's like these little particles of light, if there's light in your room, and even if it's dark, you should be able to see them that there's these little particles that are kind of happening in your eyes, not like cells, I'm talking about like particles of light that you can see. If you actually just become aware and observe those for long enough, your brain will actually go down brainwave states, and you can enter these states. So that's one of the best ways to meditate if you're trying to remember something, is to actually just look at this, look at these particles that are in your eyes with your eyes closed, because that actually gets your mind in a state of observance and and kind of watching, and then your mind's not active. Because people struggle with meditation because their mind's too active, but what that means is they're the way that they're meditating might not be working for them. You know, so hopefully that uh, that answers your question. So let's keep it going. So different soul colors pertain to the wisdom acquired by the soul. So if you're, you know, if you're a yellow or gold soul, that means you've acquired a certain amount amount of knowledge as a soul, and it's actually been integrated. So higher levels can incarnate, but not very often. But right now, master cycle is ending. You know, they're probably going to incarnate more, especially right now. We're we're moving into fourth density. So uh, soul group, a small primary unit of entities who have direct and frequent contact like a human family. So secondary groups of souls are more like a community soul support group. So you got like your main soul family and then you have like a support group of other people. Like my parents are definitely secondary. <laughs> I can just I can just tell um, by you can kind of tell by what they're into. You know, because if it's true like what I just was talking about that a soul like a, a soul has a certain amount of wisdom and they bring that into this life A lot of times if they're older and they still haven't reached a certain state of wisdom or of level of awareness in this life of the of the of their divinity rather then more than likely. And if you have, that probably means that your parent is more of a secondary group, because if they were your primary group, they would have the same soul awareness or awareness level, which means they would have already remembered by now. So something to uh, contemplate. So large secondary groups of entities are made up of giant sets of primary clusters as li- as lily pods in a pond, and there's an infinite amount of ponds. And the amount of souls that come into this reality increases by the demand souls souls are made as they are needed by the one infinite creator, and from different octaves in different densities, like there's no there's no set limit. So don't think just because there's more people that you know, people are bots people are not bots they are souls but they might just be really new souls okay so i don't subscribe to the theory that there's bots you know i think that there's souls incarnated that are very new but um i think there are, might be background people like Lord canon talks about but those are still souls that come in so that's where i'm at with that so a secondary group is a thousand plus souls so many primary groups Equals one secondary group. So a bunch of primary is like a thousand souls. So if there's 25 in a primary, then there's a thousand in a secondary, then you got a bunch of primaries. So a primary group is three to 25. Okay, so brothers and sisters are usually the same primary group. A lot of times, that's what he says in the book, a lot of times brothers and sisters are, depends, right? So it's what I want you to get from this is that brothers and sisters are more likely to be part of your primary group than your secondary, but parents are usually secondary. And that's in his words, not in my words, well, in my words, too. But uh, parent souls can be less developed than their offspring, super important to understand, especially when your parents are trying to give you guidance, hey, maybe they might not be as advanced as they think they are. They're saying I mean, I'm not judging them. I'm just I'm observing, right? I've observed that about, um, about my own parents sometimes. So It's okay, and it's not a judgment, and it's just an understanding because all this reality is is an understanding. So if you understand that your parents aren't as evolved, then you start stop taking their opinion as as truth, and you start to see, oh, that might just be their subjective opinion about what I'm doing. But it really doesn't, it's irrelevant because I get to decide my own life. If you want to, or else it's gonna be an autopilot. But I have never worked with a subject in trans who did not have a personal guide. So everybody has a guide. Everybody. As long as you're incarnated on this earth, you have a guide. So you can have told your guides that I don't want help for this amount of time. So you have to talk to them and you have to connect with them. And if you don't, you're gonna be like, well, I feel alone. Well, that's because out of your free will, your guides haven't intervened because you haven't asked for guidance. Hello, (laughs) right? So we gotta ask for guidance. And guides with the senior and above ability usually work with an entire group of souls in the spirit world, and on Earth, one Earth, one Earth, one love. <laughs> one soul is not in the game. The whole soul is not in the game. Okay, so your whole soul again is not in the game. It's you have a percentage in there, and if you are a guide, then you probably have a lot of soul, so you can incarnate and guide people at the same time. So, find you on TikTok. The information resonates strongly. Never heard it said this way. Blessings. <laughs> blessings, I'm glad it's resonating. That's the point, right? I'm just trying to give you this knowledge so you can interpret reality the way that you wish, right? Again, take it as If it is. It doesn't resonate. That's okay. It's okay. So every soul group usually has one or more rather new teachers in training. As a result, some people may have more than one guide helping them. So you might have two, three guides because there's might be some that are in the in the blue range that are still learning how to guide. Right. So and also, if you find people like we're a community here, we are definitely a community here. We're growing very quickly, very, very quickly. So if you are really resonating with what's being said, I really encourage you. Hey, like, let's get some people like if you see people on the TikTok, it might be harder here on YouTube, but if you see people on TikTok or on Instagram that are that have profiles that have like actual profiles more in detail and they share, I really encourage you to connect with others that are in our community, because, you know, we're going to be doing live calls, workshops, and I'm sure all of you are going to be on there. So just start, uh, start opening yourself up. Because if you feel alone, hey, man, you got to open yourself up. You know, soul, you gotta, you gotta open yourself up. And the best way to do that is to start to connect. So if you're, if you're getting, if you're really resonating here, start to uh, connect with other people who are also resonating on TikTok or on Instagram, or here on YouTube, too. But YouTube, YouTube is harder because there's not profiles, you know, and a lot of different things. So um anyways, how do we know for a guide? You'll if you guides a lot of times choose harder paths in the beginning so that they can wake up sooner. So if you feel like you might be a guide, it's very it's a very good opportunity to look at your life and say, oh well, this is there's a lot going on right now. Maybe this is meant to get me into a place where I can guide others. Because if you're a guide and you're incarnated, you, you came here to guide other people. I mean, if you're a guide, then you'll find out pretty quickly. I mean, it's just kind of a soul understanding. Again, it's, it's a non-linear, intelligent energy kind of remembrance through your higher self, through meditations and through, just when people say things, it might trigger something. You know, that's how, that's how your guide, that's how you're gonna remember a lot of times. So, if your life has been difficult, and if you had, pe- if you have had people leave your life, and you're contemplating reality right now, there's a good chance that you are, a um, definitely, in the running to remember that you're a guide. And if you're not a guide, you can become a guide. There's no, there's no I'm better than because I'm a guide either. It's just where you're at as a soul. What have you learned? You know. So, frequently, these names can be traced back to a specific past life where a teacher spent with a student so your guide will incarnate with you and then kind of teach you the ropes and then once they do that and then you kind of feel like you got it they'll probably stop incarnating with you and that can be happening right now and by the way we incarnate way more as as society increases this is something that's talked about in the second book that as as we evolve the amount of lessons that we can learn in a life Drastically increases when when we are more advanced as a society because there's more chance to be loving. It's not just it's not just lower three chakra survival anymore, and it, you have more chances to open your heart because you have more interactions, you know. So that's where we're at. She said, "My feet is starting to lag." Okay, I see. We might have skipped a couple frames there. We'll see if it's if it gets real bad. Let me know. I can always re upload this too, because it, it's not lagging in person, because I'm recording it as well. So intelligent energy is the exact wording used in the law of one to describe the Creator, which is exactly what Dr. Newton is talking about. So the book goes into great detail on the description of the difference between each soul level. But I I don't want to go too deep into your soul levels, because it's, it's just it's so much right. And so if you are curious about your souls level, listen to the book for free on YouTube. It's in my bio. You click my bio. I don't think I have it in the description, but if you go to my Instagram, which is in the in the description, it's in my bio on my Instagram or my TikTok, because a lot of you coming from TikTok. So there's a free audiobook of Journey of Souls that you can just listen to. Somebody put it on YouTube and I have that link. So go start listening to that if you uh if you want to know more information. And i I do a lot of listening on Scribd, which is an app that I listen to, and I you can actually read it on Scribd too. So, can your higher self be your part? No, your your higher self is not your guide because you'll have a guide that's not you because your your percentage of soul that's in the in the in the spirit world can guide you, but it's not your primary. You'll you'll have another soul that is a guide that is guiding you. So. There comes a time when the soul must again leave the sanctuary of the spirit world for another trip to earth and souls must prepare to leave a world of total wisdom total wisdom in the spirit world everything is in complete harmony the akashic records are accessible you you know pretty much everything uh, but you haven't learned it see there's a difference right When you understand things as different from embodying and and acting, and that's when wisdom becomes fully embodied because it's like we can understand that love is the answer, but do we truly understand love until we experience it in a human body? And that's, that's the reason we incarnate because it's, it's like you can read it in a textbook in the spirit world, or you can actually come here. So that's why you've probably came here to experience that. So, Souls must prepare to leave a world of total wisdom where they exist in a blissful state of freedom for the physical and mental demands from the physical mental demands of the human body because the human body can really get you sometimes because there's a lot happening on earth and in the body so we have seen how tired souls can be when re-entering the spirit world many don't want to think about returning to earth again I get a lot of you guys on TikTok who say this to me and I've done my best to explain it I'm going to keep trying my best but we don't have. We can actually re-energize ourselves in the body. A lot of times, our souls can be tired, and we'll we'll do that in the spirit world. But it is possible to do that now, and we do that through the power of letting go and letting in the emotions and different things that are that we're resisting. So, this is especially true when we have not come close to our goals at the end of a physical life. So, if you if you aren't following your soul's path, purpose, kind of or kind of lessons, then a lot of the times you're going to feel tired. Because that's actually a sign that you might not be following your highest purpose. Okay. So the rejuvenation of our energy and personal assessment of oneself takes longer for some souls than others, but eventually the soul is motivated to start the process of incarnation. All right. And so that is the ending of today's live. I wanted to just go into. All right, we got cut off there at the end of the live, but thank you so much for listening to this episode of Universe the Game, and we will be back in the next episode for part two of Dr. Michael Newton and Reincarnation.